I presume that everybody knows who Oscar Schindler is from the movie Schindler's List. I used Oscar Schindler in my third TEDx talk, along with a few others, as examples of people who took risks to do what they considered right. And I think nearly all of us think all of us think so, too. So people like Rosa Parks, the people who operated the Underground Railroad before the Civil War. But I want to talk about Oscar Schindler. I'm going to tell you a bit more detail about him in a bit so that you learn more than the movie showed, because I think his life and his actions are as relevant today as ever. The video of my TEDx talk, by the way, is being edited. It should go up soon. This was uh, about a month and a half ago. I researched more about Dunkirk, as you'll see in the video, but I looked up a bit about Oscar Schindler too. Why do we make movies about people like Oscar Schindler and not the millions of others who saw what was happening but didn't act? They hoped that someone else would. Oh, maybe the government will do something different or maybe corporations. What can I do? I'm just one person. I can't do anything. What one person does, that doesn't matter. Why do we honor them if not to emulate people like that, when the chips are down. The chips are down. We're in a pandemic. That's the first of many global environmental issues that that scientists predict and they keep happening. There were many like him, but still very few. I mean, in comparison to the people who didn't act. Do you think that if you lived then, that you would have acted as he did? Don't you like to think that you would? Because we are in a situation now where you can act and virtually no one listening to my voice is acting nearly as much as they could, let alone as much as him. But the situation for now is so much simpler. We don't have to risk our lives in the way that he did. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm in my fifth year of not flying right now. I estimate I've talked to about a thousand people about not flying. I'd say about 998 of them have said that they could not avoid flying. Not that they didn't want to, not that it would be difficult impossible. They said they couldn't. Suddenly now with the pandemic, with their own health at risk, people find that they can. And now since this has happened, I've had dozens of conversations lately and read, I don't know, a lot more articles about people saying how much they enjoy the simplicity, how much they're finding without the traveling and without all the complications of modern life, that they're getting in touch with people around them, that they're living better lives. Obviously not everything, but at least some parts of their lives they're liking more. I can't tell if I feel more gratified or frustrated at how many people say with joy and gratitude or serenity. I remember one guy saying almost exactly what I told him that would happen. I feel like if you hear a bit of self-satisfaction or I told you so in my voice, that's because I told people this and now they're finding it and they're telling me back, hey, Josh, did you know that when you don't fly, you get to know your neighbors more? Yeah, I've been saying, okay, let's get back to Oscar Schindler. But before getting back to him, I can't help but ask, when will people get the pattern? Acting by your values Yes, it looks hard, especially when other people aren't doing it. Most people never do it. But those that do, when you act on your values, you will wish you had acted earlier and you'll want to share that joy with others. Do it because if you've done something now, if you are polluting less now than you were a couple of weeks ago, even if it was for reasons that were imposed on you by the, by the lockdowns, do you not get that if you keep doing it more, even beyond what you have to now, that you'll like it more? For example, if you avoid packaged food or at least decrease it, Anyway, for us to stop degrading Earth's ability to sustain life in human society is easy compared to what Oscar Schindler did. We don't have to risk our lives, only change our diet, our travel plans, walk a bit, have one child instead of more. So I want to read you stuff about Oscar Schindler so you know more about this guy because the movie didn't do, well, it did justice to him, but you didn't get a full picture. And I'm just going to be reading from the Wikipedia article a few selections. So the basics at the beginning, Oscar Schindler, born 1908, died 1974, 
was a German industrialist and a member of the Nazi party, he's credited with saving the lives of 1,200 Jews during the Holocaust by employing them in his factories in Poland, Bohemia, and Moravia. He is the subject of the 1982 novel Schindler's Ark and its 1993 film adaptation Schindler's List, which reflected his life as an opportunist originally, initially motivated by profit, who came to show extraordinary initiative, tenacity, courage, and dedication to save the lives of his Jewish employees. Let me remind you again, he started off as an opportunist. He just wanted to make money, but he came to show extraordinary initiative, tenacity, courage, and dedication, saving the lives of people he didn't have to at all. I'm going to read a few excerpts. In 1939, Schindler acquired a factory in Krakow, Poland, which employed at its peak in 1944 about 750 workers, of whom a thousand were Jews, so more than half. His Nazi connections helped him protect them from deportation and death in concentration camps. He had to give Nazi officials ever larger bribes and gifts of luxury items obtainable only on the black market to keep his workers safe. So he's putting his own money on the line, risking his own life breaking laws to help people he didn't have to help. By July 1944, Germany was losing the war. The SS began closing camps and deporting the prisoners. Many were murdered in Auschwitz and other concentration camps. Schindler convinced, I'm not going to say this right, SS Hauptsturmführer Amon Goth, the commandant of a nearby Krakow concentration camp, to allow him to move his factory. So he, he said, Can, will you move my factory? Sparing his workers from almost certain death in the gas chambers, Schindler continued to bribe SS officials to prevent the execution of his workers until the end of the war. By then, he had spent his entire fortune on bribes and black market purchases of supplies for his workers. He spent his entire fortune saving their lives in the middle of a war when he could have been profiting. After the war, he moved to West Germany, where he was supported by assistance for payments from Jewish relief organizations. He moved with his wife to Argentina, where they took up farming. When he went bankrupt in 1958, he left his wife and returned to Germany, where he failed at several business ventures, but relied on financial support from the Schindler Jews that he saved during the war. This stuff comes back. Initially, oh, skipping ahead. So initially, Goth's plan, the guy who was the commandant of this plant, his plan was that all the factories, including Schindler's, should be moved inside the camp's gates. Schindler, with diplomacy, flattery, and bribery, prevented his factory from being moved and led the guy to allow him to build, at Schindler's own expense, a subcamp to house his workers, plus 450 other Jews from other nearby factories, safe from the threat of random execution. This guy is like, he doesn't have to do any of this. They were housed and well-fed. They were permitted to practice religion in Nazi Germany because of Schindler. He was arrested twice on suspicion of black market activities, once for breaking the Nuremberg Laws by kissing a Jewish girl, an illegal act. His first arrest in 1941 led him to being kept overnight, but his secretary arranged for his release using all these Nazi contacts. So this guy was really well connected. He could have done anything he wanted. What we can do to save lives, to make a difference, to make Earth more habitable today is nothing compared to what he did. I mean, nothing. Today, we can eat lentils instead of steak. Having at most one child for a few generations, lowering the population to where it's sustainable because we're at now we're in overshoot. Going camping or visiting a place nearby instead of flying around the world. Yet today, the danger to human life is much larger than risked in World War II. Billions of lives are at stake now. This pandemic that we're facing is nothing compared to what will happen if we don't act. You know what the scientists are predicting. And the scientists that predict these things to come, they've been predicting things and it keeps happening. Wouldn't you rather follow Oscar Schindler's lead than his neighbors who did nothing and just let things happen? I want to go back to remind you, he came to show extraordinary initiative, tenacity, courage, 
and dedication to save the lives of his Jewish employees. It's these beliefs. It's inside us. What we have the choice to do now is not having to do with the science of carbon dioxide or mercury or figuring out deforestation or extinctions. It's to develop the emotions and the motivations within us, the social and emotional skills of initiative, tenacity, courage, and dedication. I don't know if you've seen Schindler's List. I hope you see it again. I hope you read more about him because why do we study these people if not to follow in their footsteps when the chips are down? Ladies and gentlemen, the chips are down. Be today's Oscar Schindler. Be someone that future generations look back and say, we want to be like you.